0: And welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. It's Monday night, so it's ladies' night, and I'm joined by Samantha, Kendall, and sav Good evening, ladies. Hi. Hi, and uh, we are sponsored now by newworkwear.com. And um, I see, I don't know whether I can get into that. it. Oh, no, I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> get into it.
1: <laughs>
0: can you get in that little one, Sam? <laughs> yeah! Newworkwear.com Specialist in the supply and branding of clothing The workplace Big thank you to them for sponsoring us And a big shout out to qtechshop.co.uk Because uh, they've been with us from the start And they help us with all the snazzy t-shirts And stuff which you can get from NewcastleLegends.com That's uh, the sponsors out the way uh, Girls, it's a positive show tonight Because Steve Bruce uh, Got his tactics right um and i think we're we'll probably all agreed samantha that uh you know we deserve to beat everton and we're in 10th place we're two points off second we're in the quarterfinals of the cup um things are a bit happier on Tyneside. side
2: yeah i think so <clears throat> all you want a, a good performance all you want the team to really you know show a bit of grit and determination and we don't often see that and i don't always think it's their fault and I think in, in the first half, I was a bit nervous because it was very obvious that Everton were missing a lot of players. They were playing people out of position. Their back four, looked so nervous. And within the first 10 minutes, I was thinking there's a real opportunity here. But we were kind of struggling to, to get into the game and, and really get at them. Um, and second half was just a really strong, solid performance. Um, What a difference it makes to have a goal scorer in your team that's making space and making runs that other players can actually look for. Um, So a great three points. I said last week, I thought we would get hammered. Um, I didn't realize the extent to the injuries that they would have. And it was a bit hairy in the last couple of minutes, but I would take that every week um, because I was just really, really proud of the way that they they played and kudos to, to Steve Bruce. He's kind of reverted to a familiarity for the team And they looked so much more comfortable Um, So yeah, really, really
0: happy with it <laughs> Yeah, no, Katie's having a night off tonight And I'll tell you where she is She's getting her hair done Um, <laughs> Because lockdown's coming And she's not going to get a chance to do it again So she asked for, she asked for a night off So uh, I had to run it past the girls And they said it was fine because they understood The point is asking me anything about hair Um, <laughs> Kendall, what did you make of the game?
3: Yeah, the second half was the best half of football we've played all season, I think personally, which is, I'm surprised I'm even saying it, I mean, a couple of weeks ago we were all saying we were only going to get one or two points from the next five fixtures, I'll take four, all all day long, four points out of the last two games, like oh, teams that I never ever thought what we'd beat, um, I mean, Almiron had a great game again. I really can't find a negative about him, to be honest, when he plays. Um, so it's surprising that he's been left out for so long. Longstaff had a brilliant game. I'm so glad to see him. You know, back to um positive games again because he hasn't had a lot of game time since his injury. Um, and especially under Bruce. Um, obviously Callum Wilson again, brilliant game. This sort of three at the back, two wing backs thing's kind of working, funnily enough, which I can't believe I'm actually saying that, considering last week none of us had a single clue what was going on with the formation whatsoever. Um, So yeah, it seems to be working at the moment. I mean, you know, it doesn't come exclusive of wanting Steve out of the club. Steve Bruce, I should say, not you, Steve. Um, Steve Bruce (laughs) out of the club. and you know giving him credit where credit's due and yesterday the tactics worked again worked against Wolves. works against uh, everton so can't really moan considering we would didn't think we'd get any points out of those two games
0: he's not very happy with your <laughs> comments kendall he's not very happy with your comments
3: <laughs>
0: yep nice, sav
1: happy yeah yeah i was happy because i was like kendall i thought we well, weren't gonna win and you know i was thinking this is gonna be depressing um, you know the same old football and to be fair the first half was but then Everton weren't playing very well either and that was obvious and uh, I just thought if we actually just had a go at them we could actually take something from it um, you know like Lewis he had a particular but ba- particularly bad first half but then I think he picked up in the second and I think a lot of you know a lot of people did in the second half and you know, when we, they, I mean, Everton, they got desperate at the end, like, you know, just throwing the keeper out to try and get an equaliser, like like it was a cup final or something. It was, I thought it, that was embarrassing. But, you know, overall, I think we've, we've you know, we're not world, world class at the moment. I don't think you can say that. But I thought that yesterday we looked like a better side than we have for a long time. You know, there was none of that boring football, well, apart from the first half, the second half, none of that boring type football that we have been playing up till now.
0: Yeah, um, definitely uh, the picture of yesterday for me uh, Has to be this one (laughs) And that was just as uh, Callum Wilson stroked the penalty Into the back of the net Uh, Jordan Little Arms Pickford went absolutely (laughs) mental on the bench And he did utter an expletive Um, Nicely captured that by somebody on Twitter last night So uh, yeah, very happy with that Good three points Um, As I say, I tweeted immediately uh, They say, well done to Steve Bruce it's alright criticising somebody when they're doing badly. You've got to be able to uh, you know, put a bit of praise their way when they've done well. And to be honest, that was well played by Steve Bruce yesterday. Well played by the players. Let's hope we can uh, build on that and take that into the Friday night game at uh, Southampton. Um, right, Samantha, let's talk about strips. There's, there's a lot of questions coming in and I will try and get to them. Actually, I tell you what we'll do we'll talk we'll take michael hurt's question first then we'll go to the strips because he still wants to ask about the uh, the, the game yesterday do you think the castle played better without shelby what is your opinion well my opinion is yes i wouldn't have shelby anywhere near the first team uh, rafa didn't want him in there for obvious reasons the guys you know the guy you know is you know you get one good game out of ten his disciplinary record wasn't great under rafa either, which you know he could be a bit of a liability but for me um you know Keep him on the bench, bring him on as an impact player Uh, But for me, I wouldn't start him I think we need to start looking at building a a centre midfield partnership And that's what Steve Bruce is clearly doing He left Hendrick in again yesterday uh, Except he put Longstaff in ahead of uh, Hayden um, And I thought that worked well So for me, I think it's either between Hayden and Hendrick Or Longstaff and Hendrick I'd leave Hendrick in Steve Bruce brought him in I think he's an experienced Premier League player. I think he gives us something a bit different. His work rate, again, was was superb yesterday. He does a lot of the dirty work that, that Hayden ends up doing when he's playing, um, which goes unnoticed. So he's not going to be a player that, that knocks down any houses, Hendrik, but I'd leave him in and find somebody to play alongside him. And I thought, I personally felt, uh, Longstaff did a, a good enough job to, to stay in the team at the weekend. What did you think, Samantha?
2: I think anyone that has watched this show or follows my Twitter, is well aware of my thoughts on John Joe Shelby. Um, I'm not a fan. I don't think he offers enough to us in midfield. I think he's a luxury player that we can't afford to carry. And I will say it to anybody when I'm arguing with him, Rafa wanted to sell him. He doesn't bring enough to that midfield. Um, so for me, he wouldn't, he wouldn't start another game for us. I thought Longstaff was superb yesterday. And I think he has a similar you know i'm not going to say he's there yet because he's young he's a similar passing range to shelby um except he works harder he's got more legs and yeah hendrick he's not a glitz and glamour signing Um, you know they're still looking for the ball from the shot he took uh you know but what you get from him is hard work my star in midfield at the minute is Almiron Um, and I I said it last year when we were struggling to get the mix in midfield that he could be kind of a very deep 10 because he does so much tracking back and he tackles more than a lot of other players in our team his work rate's phenomenal and and I think in a midfield with a Hayden or a Hendricks and a Longstaff he's going to do really well for us if we continue to play this formation because when we kicked into gear in the second half yesterday, a lot of that was due to the fact that Jamal Lewis felt comfortable knowing that he was going to be covered by Almiron if he was able to get a bit further forward. We just need to keep finding that balance. The same with Jacob Murphy on the other side. He has that comfort um, and I also thought he was defensively superb yesterday. So I think our team looked the most balanced yesterday that I have seen it in a very, very long time. And for me, as I said, Shelby—he just—he plays too deep, and I would rather someone like Shar or Fernandez steps up to play those kind of balls than Shelby inviting pressure by dropping back to do it. Yep.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, Kendall, your views—you uh, know—on Shelby, would you have him in your team, and um, what did you think of the midfield partnership yesterday?
3: Yeah, I said yesterday I tweeted after the game that if Longstaff keeps up what he's doing right now um then I really don't find Shelby has a place in the team for us, um, in my opinion. I mean, I know a lot of fans are like dead set against, you know, negative negativity about John Joe because he passes the ball. Um but like it hasn't just it hasn't worked. you have seen him when he plays like the long ball up to Wilson doesn't work. Whereas with Sean yesterday, he he was driving it forward rather than pulling back and then, you know, p- having a long ball. He was driving it forward and he was getting closer to the box. So that obviously like Wilson for example had had a shot, whereas Shelby, as Sam said, he drops back and then intends to play the ball forward. Um, so I, I really don't, if we're going to play the formation that we did yesterday and last week, um, and we're going to keep this sort of system which is suiting us right now, I really don't find Shelby an asset to the team whatsoever. Um, I mean, definitely I think it's between Hayden and Hendrick for me in the other position in the field at the moment. Um, because they are, have a more defensive aspect to um, Sean Longstaff, whereas Sean Longstaff can sort of um, push the ball forward and Hayden can drop back and um, sort of be DM. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's go, going well at the moment. Um, for me, Hendrick, I'm, a, I'm still on the fence with Hendrick. I don't think he's doing a bad job by any means. I just don't know what he brings... Like As opposed to Hayden, for example, I don't know what he improves to get Hayden's game on. So I'm ready to see. I don't have any negative to say about him. Um, as you said, Steve, he's not going to be like a world beater, for example, but um, he's solid enough and you can't really complain at the job that he's done.
0: OK, Salve, your take on the midfield conundrum and whether uh, you think that Shelby should be uh, a, a first-team regular when he gets back.
1: No, I don't think, you know, looking at yesterday, we actually missed having him there with his long balls and sort of playing deep. And I'm just about to sell him on FIFA over this because, you know, we play actually quite well without him. So, um, <laughs> no, I, I would definitely have, like Kendall said, I'm undecided on Hendrick at the moment. I, I did read something when he first came to us, the site and they said he's not going to be world class, but he will always put in a shift. And I do believe that about him. But I'm just at the moment, I'm not sh- quite sure what he offers. He cuts the ball out in the middle. But then yesterday when I was watching, he just then passes it back to Lascelles, And then it's sort of that, you know, that was going on a lot yesterday. Um, I would, I'd probably have, you know, Sean Longstaff, I actually think was did really well yesterday, just hoping that it's going to be consistent now. Um, and Hayden or Hendrick, but as I say, I'm still on the fence with him quite a bit because I just don't think I've seen enough. Yeah. I mean, that first game he played for us was really good. And then he just seems to have faded into the background. You know, he is putting in a shift, but he's, he's just sort of, you know, he's not standing out. But then I suppose not everyone does, do they? But, he, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm undecided.
0: Yeah, and no Joe Linton yesterday, so that uh, finally knocks uh, the, uh, the, he has to play in every game, rumours on the head, but um, it it did seem for a long time that he had to play, so. I'm still sure uh, of
3: it, it's only been one game, Uh, Yeah, yeah, true. Get ahead of
0: ourselves <laughs> yeah you, you might be right you might be right okay um well, the only time to ever, ever discuss fashion uh, on nuFC matters is when the ladies are on and um the new strips have been shown I got that from spenny uh so it's uh, quite a small one I'm sure you've seen them on Twitter anyway but um yeah uh obviously the the rumored castoria um link up is uh you know obviously gaining momentum um I, I still don't think it's a a fantastic strip. Samantha, what's your take on that? I, I
2: only had a brief look at it um, earlier on Twitter, you know, it's it's okay. Um, I don't know the sponsor. I, I was a little bit surprised. I wasn't impressed with the links with Rangers. There's been some comments about the quality. Um, and for me, the quality of the shirt's as important as what it looks like. Um, so I don't know, it looks fine. Again, you're kind of hoping that anything that we're agreeing to at the minute is short term before you know someone comes in hopefully and takes the club off Ashley's hands and and gets a good deal that represents good value for the club. So it looks fine. I'm not blown away. Um but to be honest, what can you do with our home strip? I'm always looking for the away strips to see what they do. So that's okay but they've still got an opportunity for a good strip i worry that it's going to be gold though and i really hope it isn't (laughs)
0: kendall your take on the strips please
3: the gold reminds me of when we had northern rock and they had a bit of a gold thing going on one year um i don't know when that was but yeah as as sam said i mean i'm not familiar with the um kit maker the whatever at all. um i really haven't heard of them i haven't even delved into research it just annoys me that the badge is in a v-shape and they're called castor um, <laughs> I've just noticed that there. Um, yeah
0: that, did you say it's good isn't it we're getting some great yeah, comments tonight yeah, by the way
3: um yeah I, I mean people say like what can you do with black and white black and white stripes and it's fair enough but if you look at uv they've had millions yeah. of different styles of kits in there um, are in black and white as well so i just wish there'd be a bit more creativity like i mean just, do, just do something different. I wouldn't even mind if he came out and did something a bit, little bit different with black and white stripes. I would actually appreciate it, for, like appreciate them for it. But um, the quality, it, it's going downhill in the recent years anyway, so it doesn't want to go any more downhill. Like compared to like like that shirt that I wear on on the show, sometimes is so 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 thick, like from the nineties, so thick and such good quality. And like the shirts now, I know the different material and they're meant to be muscle fit and stuff now. But, um, I mean, the quality is not as good even as it is now, so comments on the quality are like very negative for I me. Mean, I just don't really um, want to be hearing that, especially when obviously they're going to have to make a big impact on being a new kit designer. So, um, yeah, I guess we've just got to wait and see like pretty much everything with Newcastle United. Got to wait and see what happens.
0: Sav, uh, you like to buy a strip or two? Uh, what's your take on those uh, leaked photos?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's Bit meh, isn't it? Really, it's sort of same old as what what we uh, what we get every time. And I hadn't heard of that sponsor either um, when it was announced. Um, you know, I was kind of hoping we'd get Nike or Adidas. I know, you know I know we can't spoil ourselves too much. It was for me, it was a little bit disappointing. And you know, as I say with that strip, it is it's a bit you know same old as what we have all the time. It's not very exciting i'd say i wouldn't buy it but then i don't know if i'm gonna get drunk and do it anyway so you know it's just it's just same same as what we normally get treated to isn't it really
0: yeah no it is it, it is definitely i mean i i, I haven't bought a strip uh, under ashley i've got to be perfectly honest i've never liked the strips that uh, that have been released under ashley's regime and uh, I, I tended to buy retro strips or or get retro strips and um you know there are a lot you know they're a lot. They're a lot nicer. I've got to be perfectly honest, but the the, the new material and stuff like that, it always looks chatty and um, some of the logos. I would never have worn that uh, payday lender on me chest. So it, it it's one of those things. It's I always thought I would always buy the shirts, but you know, unfortunately, with Mike actually at the club, uh, I don't think we've had the best quality. So hopefully takeover goes through, we end up with something a bit more uh, a bit more positive. Uh, season tickets um, is the next thing I want to talk about, Samantha, and that's the the fact that the club. Um, um, after our show last week, finally uh, communicated with the supporters about uh, potential refunds. I'm not sure how much success people have actually had, by the way, because individuals had to uh, email the club box office and uh, basically ask for their, um, their money back. Um, but yeah, I mean, is it was it too little, too late? Should they have acted a bit quicker, do you think?
2: They should definitely have acted a lot quicker. I don't think it's too little, too late. But I can't can't see a reason why they took so long. Um, I don't know why it had to get so much coverage. Why do we have to be the last people in the middle of a pandemic when there are people losing jobs and there's a furlough scheme and all of these things are happening and swimming around. And I appreciate that the club is losing money as well, but that's by the by when we're talking about people's lives. So yes, great that they've done it. What really frustrated me was um, some of the options that they gave because I had a quick read through it and it wasn't as simple as, you know, you get a refund and that's it. They had several different options and I also felt like it should be the club's responsibility to reach out to season ticket holders rather than potentially having them contact. Um, So really it's good that they've done something eventually but You know, if you look at the timeline of what's happened compared to other clubs and, you know, he kicks off about the pay-per-view before he makes a decision on giving people their money back in the middle of of everything that's happening. it just, it doesn't sit very comfortably with me, but with Mike Ashley, that's that's all you expect.
0: Were you surprised to hear Mike Ashley speak out against pay-per-view?
2: we touched on this last week um and i said mike Ashley only serves himself so again he did it for a reason and um you you know he he wants to continue to make his point against the premier league and he find another forum to do it again you kind of my first thought to it was you're the guy sitting there with a whole bunch of money I think they said it's it's akin to seven million pounds worth of season ticket money that you haven't given back. But you're the man of the fans, telling them that they're ripping people off, charging fifteen quid a match. And also, what I didn't know when he made the statement about they voted in favour of it because they wanted fans to be able to watch matches. Leicester City didn't. Leicester City were the only club, if I read it correctly that said no to pay-per-view so there was an option and he could have done it and he wasn't doing it for the fans as with anything else but he spins it to try and make himself out to be the good guy
0: it's just mike ashley all over of course it is of course it is uh candle your take on the season tickets uh, announcement
3: well yeah i mean i'm on a 10 year plan so this was meant to be our last season um under the long-term price plan so basically what they were basically said you can either get refunds for the the la- first five matches of the twenty twenty one season, you can just have a direct refund. Um or you can continue to pay the season ticket up until the end of the like the period because you sort of pay six months in advance and end six months in advance, if that makes sense. Um you can sort of continue paying until March and it will make sure that your season ticket for the 2021-22 season is at the same price again as it was last like this season Uh or you can stop paying for your season ticket and then in March the price is just going to go up. So like... Uh, it was a bit it's just a bit dodgy i mean so we just basically um decided that we were going to get a refund for the first five games because my brother's not sure if he wants his season ticket next year so there's no point putting money towards a season ticket we don't even know if we want yet um so we, we got a refund for the first five games but we're not going to get that till mid-december and that's phase one we don't even know if we're in phase one because you don't know how long like, how many other people have applied before you um, and we've been waiting now, like this whole time, we haven't even got refunds off last season yet.
0: I so, can't be dealing with phase one and phase two and phase three. I'm I'm struggling to deal with tiers one, two, uh, and three.
3: Exactly. So phase one. <laughs> I'm going to start
0: the getting them confused.
3: <laughs> phase one of the cycle of refunds is mid December, and you don't even right. know what cycle you're in because you don't. You're not getting a direct response. You you are you're filling an online form, and it goes to the box office, and then they have to. Let you know once they've read through your email and your details, it, what like cycle of refunds you're in and what you're entitled to. It's just yeah. a, a ridiculous, empty process, especially when we've been waiting this long, especially from last season. And you know, as Sam says, why are we always the last to do anything? We were the last to like bring back workers, and we still had people on furlough last. And it was just a night. It's just a nightmare. Just nothing's ever simple i don't understand they can easily take the money out your bank but they can't put it back in
0: yeah no you're right you're right yeah sab your take on the uh on the season ticket announcement
1: yeah i mean it's way too late wasn't it i mean you know unemployment this year it's gonna be skyrocketing with all what's going on and um weirdly i had a lady from radio one ring me last week and try and interview me to tweet positively about mike ashley speaking out about pay-per-view and I've got to say, everything that I said got cut out of that interview because it wasn't—it wasn't very positive. Because I just wouldn't do it. Um, I think that he came out. I mean, it, it had the right effect from what I saw. Because you know, people were trying to put a positive spin on him speaking out. Of, you know, trying to make it look in the best interests of fans. But you know, I said I said to her about the season tickets and things. And I think you know, although they cut that out, then they did add in a bit about season tickets during that. So. I don't know, I just think he tried to make himself look good, but when you're doing that as well, then it's all pointless. You can't just keep charging people when there's people on furlough and out of work, you know, and we're in the middle of a pandemic.
0: Yeah, a lot of people asking where Katie is. She's uh, getting her hair done. It's uh, it's an essential part of uh, a woman's life, getting her hair done. So obviously she's had a night off tonight before lockdown. A a hairdresser is going to be shut. From Wednesday, and tonight was the only time she could get an appointment. A lot of people asking about uh, Nick DeMarco and uh, Mia Dad, and why these people continue to uh, tweet and retweet about our football club. Some people saying that um, they shouldn't be doing that if uh, there's nothing going on in the background. Well, I think you've answered your own question. There is something going on in the background and as i keep saying and re- i will keep reiterating on this program that until uh you know the takeover is completely dead in the water then there is always that hope and um, we know it's going down the legal road we're not going to hear anything but from our perspective until we see amanda mia dad and jamie come out and actually say look that's it it's definitely finished then there is still life in the takeover yet, so uh, just watch this space. Let's see how uh, let's see how things progress. Um, not sure if you girls saw the um, the, the piece that Mick Martin, uh, former Newcastle United midfielder, did with the Evening Chronicle. Uh, today uh but i, I did want to talk a little bit about this so i'm I, you know you might not have read it but i'll, I'll read it to you so you can get uh, an idea of what what his article was about but he was interviewed about Steve Bruce uh as manager at Newcastle and um the start that he's had to the season and um Mick, Mick I know him' uh done talkings with him in the past great guy uh still lives in the area um and you know he was at Newcastle uh prior to uh, Kevin Keegan coming in as a player. Uh, but this is this is the quote from the evening chronicle interview and he said steve bruce is doing a great job and under severe pressure too it was a super result at the weekend against everton side that have started the new season particularly well they're playing well but you always get people and i'm not being re- disrespectful to anybody looking for um, P- pochettino moreno or Venga in charge because of their cv but i honestly don't believe that any of them could have done what steve bruce has done with what he's had, keeping the team well away from danger for 18 months and reaching two cup quarterfinals Look at the players he's had avail- available to him Some of them are still on the books from previous managers Some of them are dating back five or six years Newcastle's place in the middle of the table is in contrast uh, with, with, with one of my former clubs, Man United Who are struggling in the bottom five Okay, look at where Newcastle are compared to where Manchester United are With Ole Gunnar Solskjaer right now They've had four games at home and haven't won with the money spent and talent that they've got. You'd expect them to be out, not, not to be outside the top four. Man United are in the bottom five and there are others in and around uh, who Newcastle are doing better than. I don't think it's valid to criticise Steve Bruce with 11 points from seven games. He should be commended. But I think a manager like Steve thrives off getting some stick from supporters because when they turn it around, they can look back with a smile on their face. I know Steve probably wouldn't do that because he's a local lad And he'd steer well clear of abusing Newcastle supporters So there we go um, Quite a long uh, quite a long interview with Mick Martin um, Pick the bones out of that Samantha
2: I feel like I'm struggling not to channel my inner Katie and start <laughs> swearing First and foremost, you know, we've given Bruce stick Um he, has, he hasn't made the best of the squad he has available, and the squad he has available is better than some, but he hasn't utilised it properly. He's made excuses. He's called out fans. Um, you know, there's a little bit of blame on all sides. The one thing that's really pissing me off at the minute is this comparison to other teams around us. Man City have been shit this season. Watched them at the weekend. They're really poor at the minute. They can't, you know, there's no um, speed in their play. They're struggling to score, all of that. Man United have been shit as well. I don't know if Ole is going to stay. They have got a lot of players, but they also, a bit like us, somebody else is buying the players. Their man, the manager isn't getting who they want. I don't care if Man United are first or 20th. makes no difference to me, and I don't think there's a comparison to be made. We just focus on what we can see. And what we can see is a manager that makes poor decisions and makes excuses. And, you know, we're going to be stuck with them until the takeover happens, if and when that happens. And we don't want to be in this constant battle with them. We just want a team to play decent football, have a go, put other teams under pressure, and hopefully get some results. That's all we want. Whether it's a back four, back five, you know, whatever way he wants to play it, as long as they put in a shift and he's playing the right players instead of based on reputation, then fair enough. So I'm really frustrated that people continue to come out and say that it's 16 months later it's just because it's Steve Bruce. It was at the time, we didn't want them as a manager, but now I think we all know that we're stuck with them. So what we want to do is focus away from him and focus on the team and we want him to bring us on that journey with him instead of you know turning things back you'll always have fans that are a bit of an arsehole you can't help it some of the things that i call them whenever i'm watching matches i wouldn't say to his face. Might tweet them. <laughs> that's different um but i don't want to dislike him i want my team to do well um so all these people that come out and big him up and all these you know mates Roy King yesterday he's doing a great job they must be seeing something different they also they're they're looking at a blinkered view they think we are being blinkered I think they are being blinkered because I honestly think with the squad that we have the fact that he can't coach them to play a better style of football or a different formation tells you everything that you need to know about him
0: Roy Keane hasn't got a very high opinion of Newcastle. Like I remember at the start of yesterday's program, I remember him mentioning uh, the, the, the 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 results that Manchester United have had over the last few games, and he and he just basically said Newcastle. Well, that wasn't a big result. You should be beating them it was just like oh god you know absolute nightmare i'm not sure if i've told you this but the the, the roy Keane story i've got's a great one um i i, I got out of uh, i came out of king's cross in the old days when you could go on a train and there was people around king's cross um but i came out i came out of king's cross and um i was walking towards St pancras as roy Keane was walking towards us and um he was Sunderland manager at the time so uh, as i got towards him i went kino and uh he went like that, you know, waved and I went, he wanks his dog you know, <laughs> as I walked past. And as I turn round he gave us the finger. So uh yeah, it's an absolute classic. Like it's my, my favourite Roy Keen story. Um Kendall, <laughs> over to you.
3: Like the, the thing that gets me about Steve Bruce is right, it it's funny because it's like people like, the people who love him in the media, he's media darlings, he's you know, this great guy and blah 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 they have not watched us for 18 months because they can't have because if they did, they wouldn't have the opinion that they do. They wouldn't be sitting there saying, oh, he's done great. He's done a brilliant job, blah, 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 because he, yes, he's done an acceptable job. He has not improved on one thing at all since the whole time he's been there. He hasn't done anything different. We all saw him revert to Rafa's tactics last year and say, well, you know, these these players have been playing like this for three years. I've got to go back no like you you just can't watch that and the thing about mcmartin is i'm really shocked at because when i used to work for the club in hospitality he has a seat in hospitality like every week so he is literally there he's watching the stuff next to the bar not recently Hmm?
0: is it next to the bar (laughs)
3: yeah he does actually (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah seriously he literally watched that from the like early last season so he's seen it himself. So I don't know where he's bringing this ridiculous narrative from that Pochettino couldn't do a better job with that squad. I could do a bloody better job with that squad. Like, like he's had all of the resources available that prior managers didn't. Um, One in particular that we're not going to mention is like bloody Voldemort now, so i saying his name. But um, yeah, like he's had all the resources available that people didn't before and he hasn't done much with them. So I really don't understand how people are looking at that and thinking. You know what? He's been quite lucky with the results. It's took him 18 months to have two good games in a formation that we're not used to. That's how long it's taken. So anyone who sits there and says, "Oh, he's done a better job than Pochettino. He's done a better job than Mourinho," you want to look where Mourinho and Tottenham are right now. We've pretty much got the best attack in the league, and he's been in the job like a little bit. I was a little bit less than Steve Bruce. So I just did the whole. That whole comment, and I mean, talking about not, he doesn't want to say anything at the fans, <laughs> he just called us bloody keyboard warriors on Saturday.
0: <laughs> so, yeah,
3: do you know what? He's blamed us all along. He said, Oh, why can't he said to journalists, Why can't you tell the fans what I'm trying to do because they don't understand? He's like, Oh, you're always going to get a bit of sick in this job. Yeah, you get stick when you're rubbish. Like, we've we've yeah. all praised him for yesterday and said, You know, he's done decent, he's got decent tactics. I've not really seen a bad word about him to be honest apart from people just saying like you know don't run away with it but you get you get discredited when you are doing badly and you're doing wrong and that's all he's doing for the past year and a half he hasn't played lovely football has it it's been absolutely horrific it's took us a year and a half to have one good half of football which was yesterday so i just i really don't understand it, it really actually gets really on my nerves that he just is the media darling and i just don't understand it because then it again this is where the narrative comes from, that Newcastle fans expect too much and that we're deluded because look at what the media are doing. They're they're making us the blame because they're saying that, you know, Steve is doing a good job and we can't see it
0: martin we will come to your question next mate thanks for that and um some people keeps going on about super chat um so i've added it to the youtube page um you know I give it a go if you click the little uh, s sign uh, in in the chat it allows you to uh, add various things um and you can make a donation if you want to but some people asked about it last night and some people have asked about it again tonight so i've added it on youtube so if you click in the chat there's a little dollar sign there click on that and um Uh, Do what you want, to your heart's content I think what we might do with that is um, If it's any good and people enjoy it uh, We might do something for the food bank With it next week And we'll donate the money to the food bank Which would be good Speaking of the food bank You've got 20 minutes to get onto my Twitter At Steve Rafe The bid for the latest uh, uh, t-shirt NUFC Matters 3 Amigos t-shirt Is up to £75 Uh, So there it is uh, 3 Amigos t-shirt It's a one-off Uh, It also comes with a a ticket for the Christmas do a lot of people asking about that. Obviously, with COVID, it'll be on hold. Um, it might end up being a New Year's celebration due. Uh, but I'll keep you updated as soon as we know what the hell Boris is doing uh on uh, the, the very first uh, day of December. Um we will you know we we'll obviously plan accordingly. But at the moment, the fourth of December is still on. Um if you've got to make travel arrangements, obviously I would, you know, I would be careful because from your perspective, uh things could change again. Um but if we don't come out of lockdown, we'll just rearrange it for when we out of lockdown we'll give everybody enough notice and hopefully everybody be able to come but it is a sellout the christmas do um, and as i say that uh t-shirt is up to 75 pound go to at steve Wraith. it's a pinned tweet um if you want to buy it place a bid um and i will announce it at the end of the show john from q tech will keep an eye on, on that for me and let us know before the end of the show i do also want to give um this a shout out tonight and uh, bear with us because one of one bit of it's on my phone And the other bit is uh, is on the, uh, on the StreamYard app This is um, uh, A player padlock pad uh, Unlocking players potential And it's by Natalie Henderson Newcastle United's Academy Lead phase YOP coach um, She basically um, Is going to give one of these away So I'm going to give this away on the Three amigos on Friday, we're going to give one copy Away but have a look at Padlockpad.com Um, have a look at it well worth a look it's a coaching and motivational journal for young players and Natalie coaches at the Newcastle United Academy so have a look at it Uh, get yourself on the website and we'll give that away on the three amigos show on Friday um Sav over to you on Mick Martin's views on Steve Bruce yeah I mean it's laughable isn't it
1: um you know when you have to, I, I, I don't know, as uh, Sam said, being blinkered, when you have to watch that week in, week out, you know, that same boring style of play, and, you know, occasionally he will grab a lucky win, you know, just by chance. I don't think, and he does criticise fans, you know, he says it all the time. He always has that little backstab. If fans were in the stadium right now, I'd dread to think, you know, because he does take a swipe and I don't know if he's taking a swipe because you know the fans aren't in the stadiums you, you know you'd like to try and think that you try and get you know get fans on site. um but you know you have to watch that every week and we have he's done he's done an okay job you can't I don't think I can you can stand there and say he's done a bad job because we haven't been relegated but we've just sort of stayed in the same sort of position. He's not made us any better. And as Kendall said, it's taken him a year and a half to do one exciting half of football. And that's an awful long time considering the player selection that we have because I don't actually think we have bad players. They've just been badly set up. Sometimes they've come out looking unmotivated and he has this very defeatist attitude when he's in his press conferences he's always sort of oh you know the other side they're a great team and he probably bigs them up and he's like we're going to ha- be we you know we're going to have to work really hard and if you come in with that you watch back to say kevin keegan's press conferences and things it's a complete contrast he's just very you know I think that's what gets me the most when you sit and listen to him is that it's the same thing every press conference. I know on Twitter there's always now, like, you know, take one shot if he says this, take another shot if he says that. And it is just predictable. And, you know, for someone to sit there and say, oh, he's done a great job with Newcastle, he hasn't. He's done an acceptable job, which considering what he's being paid, he should be doing better than that. So, you know, it's just a joke, really.
3: It's like, no, it say, is. You are not. A, we are not a stepping stone. We are Newcastle United. Then Steve Bruce is like, oh, well, you know, uh, Southampton's a really, really good side, and we hope that we can try and beat them. But they're really, they're going to be really tough to break down. Hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> with hindsight.
0: It's, don't don't forget, girls. It's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a work in progress. Um, Something that is a work in progress, um, after Martin uh, Nesbitt, who's a regular contributor to the World Wide Show, uh, spoke about mental health last week, and with us now going into another lockdown on uh, Thursday in the UK. Of course, Samantha, based in Ireland, has already been on on this kind of lockdown for the last couple of weeks. Uh, But obviously, everybody in England's going into it. And what we've uh, decided to do on NUFC Matters is is to uh, launch um, a, a little campaign, which we're gonna launch on Thursday. Um, I'm going to go through my little black book and speak to uh, a few of the players, but we're going to launch phone a friend on uh, Thursday And uh, the idea being that obviously, uh, you know, some people are living alone uh, some people are, you know, basically um, stuck when we go into Lockdown for the next four weeks or however however Long we're going to be in so uh, We're just going to uh, start off a free Initiative with NUFC Matters Phone a friend, we're going to start on Thursday Get a little bit of momentum behind it and hopefully Get people to uh, just pick up The phone and phone somebody who uh, they haven't Spoken to for a long time and Essentially just you know make sure they're okay So uh, that's something we're going to do uh, Keep an eye on our socials, keep an eye on the Girls socials as well because we'll all be tweeting It and retweeting it and um, we're going to Knock up a flyer for it, but um, something simple, something everybody can do. Pick up a phone. Pick up your house phone. Pick up a mobile. Don't drop them a text. That's a modern way of communicating. Now we just want people to pick up the phone and just ring somebody. Ring somebody who you haven't spoken to for a while. Somebody who might need it. Uh, but that's what we're going to do from Thursday. I've, I've already spoken to a few of the players today, um, ex-players who uh, who I know, a few celebrities that I know, and um, they've all said it's a great idea and they're willing to help us. So uh, yeah, that'll start on Thursday. We're going to have a nice little video to launch as well. So uh, I'm sure you'll get behind it as well, girls. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Uh let's go to Martin's question, which was Jack Wilshire. Would you would you take him? Um, you know, we are crying out for a creative player. We've already established tonight that none of us would play Shelby Um, you know, creativity is something we are lacking in the middle. We've got Almeiron, we've got some Maximin Um, neither of which, you know, neither of those players would really suit it in the centre of midfield. Would you take a Jack Wilshire, Samantha?
2: I think we talked about this when he was first let go by West Ham. Um, I I don't think that I would. And uh, the reason being well, aside from his injury record, yes, we need creativity in the centre. But when we have that type of player that's not, you know, putting in all the effort everywhere else on the pitch, which I don't think he can do as much anymore because of his injuries. We we can't afford to carry anyone, so actually I think with the Hendricks, the Haydens and the two long staffs, with Shelby maybe on the bench, and Almiron coming in uh, to kind of fill that gap, I'm happier with that. Um, I think Bruce is going to be so careful with the way that he sets us up now because he needs to keep that balance um, to the point where I'm not sure what he's going to do with St Maximum because he is not a second striker. But he can't play him wide in that formation because it puts it, the balance out. So if Jack Wilkshire had the legs that he had when he was at Arsenal, I would absolutely take him. Would I take Jack Wilkshire now? No. But then I don't I don't know what his fitness is at the minute. Um, but I just I just think it would be carrying another player. and we don't need to. I would also worry that it would um stifle the opportunity for Matty Longstaff coming through as well because if we're not going to send them out in loan he needs an opportunity to get in the first team Um, so therefore we need to keep some kind of
0: uh, spot open for him Yep, okay, Jack Wilshire does he float your board, Kendall?
3: Not really, I mean I, I wouldn't call him a bad player as Sam says, we haven't really seen much of him in the past, I would say maybe two, three years now, we haven't seen what he's like anymore, he's been injured a lot, um, and right now um, we are, midfield is where we need to choose a partnership because we're missing that link up play, so there's no point bringing up, bringing in another midfielder who isn't going to fit into the squad because as Sam says, we've already got a lot of people in those positions for different reasons and there's just really probably no point in bringing in. um. Wilshire for that because even even if he's a squad player, it's just another midfielder like Matty's just sitting on the bench. So there's not really any point in just another midfielder sitting on the bench for absolutely no reason to pay his wages. Um I just there's just zero point in it for me. Um not that I'm saying Jack Wilshire's is bad. I mean prime Jack Wilshire I would have taken a heartbeat. Um but as we say we don't really know what he's like now. So I think it's just too much of a pointless sort of risk to take.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sav your views on that, please.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was asked this last night and I said that I would, but then today I sat and I did a little bit of research and, you know, his injury record is really bad. And uh, as Kendall said, we haven't seen an awful lot of him for a long time. And I just think that's a risk too far to take and another wage, you know, going out. And like, as uh, Sam said, with Matty Longstaff, it sort of would completely block the way for him to come back into the first team. I think that that, you know, that needs to happen at some point. Um, but no, I wouldn't at the moment I think that we sort of seem to be Trying things out in midfield To see what works And I think if like, you know if you add someone else to that It's just going to confuse things I think we need to concentrate on the players That we have in in that area And sort of focus on what's going to work their
0: best Okay A lot of people asking about uh, Sedwin Scott Who uh, Newcastle have given a trial to uh, He was at Dunstan uh, not so long ago uh, But at Town, he has done quite well He's managed to score 20 goals in the last 9 games In all competitions In the EBAC Northern League um, When he was at Dunstan um, I would say he was hit and miss it was, It's difficult sometimes to uh, to Get settled into a team um, The guy's definitely got a a, a bit of a, An eye for goal though um, Quite a quiet lad, that's not a bad Thing, uh, but do I think uh, He will do well at Newcastle United, um, I'm not So sure, but never say never Is he the next Jamie Vardy, I'm not 100% sure, but um, hey, good luck To him, it's a big opportunity for him, good luck To him in the next four weeks, I do Like to uh, uh, wish people a happy birthday as well well Well, ex-players, Neil MacDonald, uh, and he is um, Newcastle United's player that scored the goal at Wembley in 1988 in the uh, Mercantile Credit Classic game uh, against Liverpool. It was a penalty. Uh, but we beat Liverpool 1-0 at Wembley and I was there to see it. So, um, yeah. Then we, then we, then we played uh, Burnley in the next game and got beat 2-0. So, uh, typical Newcastle. Have a high and then have a massive, massive low. Um, let's look ahead to uh, the game on uh, the weekend on Friday night. Friday night football we've got now. And oh, just John Allen just said £80 for the shirt from Diane Byrne. So, thank you very much. Uh, yes, yeah, Southampton now I think before going into the Everton game, I was looking at this Southampton game, absolutely, you know, petrified, thinking, oh, my God, we're going to get absolutely hammered Yeah, But I'm looking at this now and thinking, well, actually, if we can carry the same kind of, uh, the same kind of tactic little nous and formation and keep it right and don't make too many changes and be sensible, we could get something out of this game. I'm starting to think a bit more positive again. So what's, what's your views on, on the game coming up with the weekend, Samantha? What would you like to see? And Danny Ings is out, by the way. So that, that's positive for us.
2: I, <clears throat> I think I'd just like to see that second half performance again. I don't want to see us drop deep. I want everyone to be clued in, responsible, pass forward. I, I've shouted a lot at the TV in the first half on Sunday um, about passing back, take a bit of responsibility. Um, and that, that comes from encouragement from the coaching team that they can actually... Um, They can play a game of football at this level and they can take a few chances, a few risks, try and get the ball moving forward. Um, I think, you know, I think Kendall mentioned it before, that drive that Longstaff gives us in the centre, we need to have that. It would be nice to have Matty on the bench as well, um, because he can give something similar. The fact that Danny Ings is out, you know, fingers and toes crossed that that is actually the case. Although at the weekend I thought our defence was good, I think they did their jobs well. I thought Fernandez was absolutely fantastic at the back. Um, so there's no reason not to feel confident of at least a point. We just need to be responsible, and he has to, as I said, take that second half performance and tell the players that we want to start a match like that. Um, there, we can't always grow into a game. Sometimes we just need to start with that in mind um, from kickoff. Um, I'm also delighted it's not a Sunday match because I'm getting really fed up with these weird times of the weekend, Um, but there's an opportunity. I think Southampton have done fantastically. I think their manager has been fantastic um, and the fact that they stuck with them, so it'll be tough. I can't stand Ward Prize. I think it's a hateful little get, but um, I, I do think there's an opportunity there. It just, as I said, it, it depends on what Steve Bruce tells them to do. From the start, we always run the risk that he's going to say we're away from home. Sit back.
0: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. For me, I, I just feel, you know, you never get the same game twice. Candle with uh, Steve Bruce, and uh, you know, you have ups and downs. It is a roller coaster ride with him. But um, what's your what's your views and, and looking ahead to that game on Friday?
3: Yeah, 100%. I hope he doesn't just do classic Steve Bruce and then think, oh, they scored three last weekend, so we better sit back and play defensively and go back to football. But I literally really hope that doesn't happen because, you know, classic, as you say, Steve Bruce, up and down. I really hope he doesn't do that because, obviously, we're riding on sort of people missing from games at the moment and have missed a lot of players. They, Southampton, got Danny Ings missing, who is an absolute threat at goal. I really, really wish we'd signed him, um, a few years back. I really, really do. Um, I think we'd be in a totally different position than we are now. Um, but yeah. Uh, a couple of players to look out for really from Southampton I know Sam just said she doesn't like him but James ward prowse is unbelievable on free kicks uh, as we saw yesterday scored two and also Vestergaard and their defenders is brilliant Um, so I just hope that we you know can take the game by its horns like we did the second half of the Everton game Um, and just that I thought that's all I want them to do if they start off the blocks like that then we've got a chance and I wouldn't have said this a few weeks ago because Southampton have really really kicked on um, and, you know, as Sam says, their managers do, doing a fantastic job at the moment. So, yeah, hope we just start attacking. I hope we just doesn't do classic Steve Bruce and start back four again and, you know, sit deep and go defensive because we've really, um, we're going to struggle again. So, fingers crossed for a good game of football and hopefully it's two halves of good football this time and not just one.
0: Leicester 2 0 up against Leeds. Vardy getting these. Uh... Uh, Obvious goal He seems to score virtually in every game These days now under Brendan Rodgers
3: I've left him on my FPL bench I just can't deal with this FPL I I do something wrong Every week It's damn me insane I've said I'm not going to look now Until January I'm just
0: not going
3: to look it Until I get my wild card back
0: (laughs) Sav Looking ahead to uh, the game at the weekend Against Southampton uh, Anything you would change? Um No,
1: I think I'd probably keep, you know, roughly the same setup. I don't know about St. Max, whether I'd play him in that position. That was something that, although, when I looked at the stats, he had the most um, completed passes yesterday, which was interesting because watching it, it looked really frustrating. And obviously, he took that knock um, and then he seemed to struggle after that before he came off. So that's quite surprised me. Um, But I, you know, I'd probably stick to more or less the same. But you know, like you say, no game is, you know, no game is the same as the next one. And I just hope that we don't just revert back to Bruce Ball, go out there, sit back, you know, and just have that same boring style of play. If we go out there and play like we did in the second half yesterday, I think, you know, we've got a chance there. But, you know, Bruce looks up to Southampton. We know this. He wants us to be, you know, as good a quality side as Southampton, as he said. So... It's difficult to say It's so unpredictable
0: A lot of people saying Samantha That um, Fraser should be in Ahead of ASM uh, And I, would, I wouldn't disagree with that I mean Fraser links up well Obviously with, with Wilson ASM's looked a bit jaded Whether he's carrying a slight injury or, or I'm not sure um, he didn't look himself yesterday. He was substituted again. Um Fraser's chomping at the bit the play, he's been playing well with Scotland. Um, but that link up's key, i I personally feel with with Wilson. And Wilson, Wilson gets the service, Wilson scores.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. And we saw it with our second goal. Um, he just brings a different energy to the team and ASM's looked lethargic. I don't think that's the best position for him, regardless of whether he wants to play there or not. It's almost like, and I'm sure it's not the case, but since he got his contract, he hasn't put a shift in, really. Um, and I do think he is that maverick player. And when it's on, he's you know he will be on fire. He will change a game. But when it's not, you find yourself getting really frustrated with him not looking for a teammate, not trying to bring more people into play and you know, Sav, as she said when she looked at the stats, they're not that bad but when you're watching the game you're really frustrated that he's not bringing more and that's probably because of what we expect from him. We bought a package deal in Fraser and Wilson and we knew exactly what we were doing they were kind of waiting to see if each other was going to sign before everything got you know, the the final eyes dotted and he's you know, crossed. So we have to play them. I I don't understand why he hasn't been playing them, but every time I've seen Ryan Frazier play for us, and it's been little bits here and there in the cup, he's just looked so good. Um, He's so fast. He's so direct. um, And he has that Premier League experience behind him. So I wouldn't be against putting ASM on the bench at the weekend. Um, And I also think it would give him a little bit of a kick as well. um, That he isn't always going to be a starter and he does need to work for it. And if he needs a rest, fair enough, that's an opportunity. Um, But I think too many players in our squad have been comfortable that their place is guaranteed. And hopefully now with people coming back from injury and having a few more options, that will start to change. And those game changers that we rely on, um, will when called upon really put in those performances that we need to pick up
0: points just a quick one on barry hogan's point there uh, before i come to you kendall samantha the point there uh, not sure i should uh, say this but not greatly impressed that wilson deliberately worked it to get the penalty it's fine doing it but don't brag about it what do you think
2: maybe it's just his personality but <laughs> There might not have been too much contact, but there was contact and he knew what he was doing and it was something that they worked on in training. There was a couple of penalty decisions over the weekend that were not great. Um, And when you look at the Man United penalty against us, people get frustrated. So it swings and roundabouts. I don't think he was bragging as such. Um, He maybe just talked a little bit too much. But at the end of the guy, at the end of the day, I mean that guy could do anything with that smile, so
0: it helps. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Kendall. Uh, your take on the Ryan Fraser, uh, the, the rising Fre- Ryan Fraser, call by people that you uh, should be in ahead of ASM, and, and yeah, talk about talk about uh, Wilson's comments as well about the penalty
3: um yeah I, I can't believe we're now at a point like this is just how passing out is. we're now at a point where we're saying drop saint Maximin. i cannot believe we're at this point now because a couple of the start of the season we're like oh my god we're saint Maximin away from relegation like literally like that that was the opinion and i can't believe we're now at a point where we're saying it but i completely agree fraser looked amazing when he came on yesterday every time him and wilson link up as Wilson said, Fraser and Wilson equals goals. It clearly does. The link-up works. It's already solidified and has been for several seasons in the Premier League. So, for me, it is vital that he starts. Um, and as Sam says, it would just, you know, maybe knock the same down a peg or two. I mean, he's not arrogant at all. But I think he knows that Steve Bruce relies on him for creativity. He knows that he's a fan favourite. Um, and it probably does make you a little bit complacent in that sense because you sort of... And just guessing that you're gonna play every week, and so I think he could really do with it. He looks like he's picked up a leg injury of some form. Um, a couple of people have said hips, and he does look like that. So, yeah, I think it's time. You know, if if things aren't going well, and Fraser Wilson doesn't link up the way we wanted to. You know, there's no harm in sticking him on for, from 60 minutes onwards and trying to do something in the last 30 minutes. Just don't leave it till, if it is going that way, don't leave it till the 80th minute for him to do something because it's just not good enough. Um, And I really don't think that central role suits him a lot. I think that central lo- role allows him to be lazy. Um, And he it relies on positioning and pace, both of which aren't his forte's Creativity is his forte. So for me, um, in that formation, it's kind of funny because I don't really think he has, he is like good enough to have that central role. I think he needs to be on the wing. He needs a definitive role where he can direct the ball inwards. Um so yeah, I think it's time to drop him. As for Wilson, I mean, if you watch any sort of football, you know that if you get touched in the box, you go down. That's just the way it is. That is the mentality of football and that's just how it is. Because most of the time, before VAR you would get a penalty. Most of the time. Um so yeah, I don't as Sam said, I don't think he was bragging at all. It's not He's not that sort of person to brag. I think he was just explaining it because people were calling him soft and saying, you know, he shouldn't have gone down for that and whatever. So I think he was just explaining it because he can't do any wrong in my eyes, as people know. Um, <laughs> so even if he goes <laughs> back, I'm like, yeah, go on, son. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, it's fine. You know, it's what footballers do. You're yeah, fair enough. You get annoyed when people do it against you, but deep down, you know that's just what footballers are going to do. Unfortunately.
0: There you go, girls. That's for you. perfection <laughs> 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 Sav, your take on uh, Ryan Fraser for ASM at the weekend and uh, Wilson uh, admitting that he went down for the penalty.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that going on the last match, ASM does not sit well in that central role at all. And I think when Ryan Fraser came on, it made a real difference. You know, him, Wilson, they've played together for a long time. So, you know, it would probably make sense to put them on um, instead. I don't, the only thing that slightly worries me about dropping ASM to the bench is that, you know, not at Newcastle, but the history of his attitude at his past club um, um, where he was, you know, not turning up for training and things. And I think I think he has learned from that. I honestly do. But it's just that little bit of history. I don't think that's not an, ex, you know, an excuse not to drop him to the bench. I think maybe he needs a rest. He doesn't look comfortable when you watch him, you know, and he was acting like he was made of glass yesterday. Whenever he was hit, he was really struggling. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely uh, drop him to the bench and start Fraser if he's fit enough. Um, and the Wilson thing, I you know what, even if he was bragging, it was if the ref says it's a penalty, it's a penalty. And that's just what it is at the end of the day. If he didn't look like he was, you know, particularly happy of him anyway. So I think I'd have gone over and had a bit of a brag too, to be fair. So... Uh, it's just is what it is. If it's if they say it's a penalty, it's a penalty, and you can't argue it. I mean, everyone will because it's Newcastle, but it's that's just how it is.
0: Gotta say, Sav, I just realised you've got my favourite Newcastle strip on as well. <laughs> Fantastic! Yeah, yeah, the entertainers. That's a classic. Um, the hearts has. I'm sure you saw it. I saw you laugh when it came up. Um, are you perfecting the Barat um, impersonation to do um, online at any time? Or
1: um, not? Quiet at the moment, I'm not ready for it I hate you for bringing that up Because I did it last week before we came on Well, you
0: see, I was kind I didn't mention it last week And I bet you thought I was going to And I thought, well, I'll give you a week And uh, But then someone mentions it in the chat I don't ignore people in the chat So maybe just give it another week
1: I'll yeah, we'll do it soon. Uh, maybe I'll do
0: it soon. I think what we should do is—I tell you what—we'll do is next Monday. And um, once people have got the hang of this super chat thing, where they can oh. donate, what we'll do is if they donate a certain amount to the food bank, you can do it, and then at least okay, we can hand—we can hand that—we can hand that money over. I think that's the best way to I'll do, do it. I'll a proper eh?
1: long version of it as well, mm. not the short version
0: <laughs> that I gave you last week. <laughs> okay, that's good. Well, big thank you again oh, to Q Tech Shop. Oh, <laughs> big thanks to qtechshop.co.uk and of course big thanks to our main sponsor for this month who is sponsoring streamyard newworkware.com yeah what that's it well done <laughs> and i've got to give this a mention again because i'm extremely proud of it 33,000 subscribers now uh, and counting um on nufc matters since we set this up in march so a big thank you to everybody who subscribes uh, i do want to i do want to thank john as well from jab who uh you know, who I work with on a regular basis promoting his brand where he's been with us from the start. He's de- he also designs the flyers, um, so a big thank you to him. He does that, um, uh, you know, as way of his sponsorship. And uh, so he's, he's done a new one for Liam. I look quite serious, Liam looks quite happy. Um, I guarantee, I guarantee last week it was the other way around. I was looking happy, and Liam was as uh, Liam had a face like me uh, last week, but um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow night at six o'clock and it all, all the all the uh, Drama seems to have died down now on social media. So, Dave Harrison, your question earlier about is it uh, is it okay to go back on Twitter? The answer is yes. Uh, and as Troll says, hit the like button. Yes, please do. It's free. Just like hit the like button. It does help us out massively. Uh, Chris McCarthy uh, says, even Steve did Kendall get her nando's now. That it was wasn't scary. Kendall, it was Kate, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So we'll have to you wait, can wait until next me week. And
3: as well, though.
0: i not say no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, girls, as always, absolute pleasure to have you on and share your views on Newcastle United. Thanks for coming on and uh, have a good week. I'll let you go off and watch the second half of Leicester Leeds. Take care, girls. Good night.
3: Bye. Bye. Bye.